0: Hello, I'm David Van, Top Producing Agent at REMAX Metro in downtown St. Pete, Florida.
1: And I'm Julie Jones, also a Top Producing Agent at REMAX
0: Metro. For the past several years, we have discussed the good, the bad,
1: and also some comical things that happen in our real estate practices.
0: We've started this podcast to share our engaging conversations with friends and clients. We have enjoyed our chats immensely and decided it was finally time to share the fun. We hope you learn, grow, and love what we share. So, um, and the tales are just never ending.
1: Oh, for sure. We could talk for hours. Right. We do have to cut ourselves off.
0: Right. That's why we got this podcast. (laughs) Okay.
1: We (laughs) can just drone on
0: forever. Right. I mean, the stories are endless. I mean, we probably told 10 stories today that are worth hearing on a real estate podcast.
1: That's true. We should have written them down or started earlier.
0: Right. If I had a pen, I'd have written those down, but I don't have a pen. (laughs) So we'll just wing it, which is which is, again, I think the normal thing is that if you try to structure the thing too much, then you don't get the natural flavor of the relationships and sort of the unfettered communication. And so and maybe I'll feel differently about that at some point and try to direct conversation towards certain uh, pieces.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's like a great um, navigation through podcasting that you'll develop things. <laughs> I think that it's helpful to maybe give a little background that we both started our careers around the same time in real estate and that we started at the same place. Um, ERA same- Lambert. That's right. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think there's something important to that in when you look at you know, the top 100 agents in Pinellas County, and you think about how we do business, it's an important factor because there was a required training. There were minimum standards that you had to meet. And there was a level of professionalism that was expected. And if you did not meet that level, then you were dismissed. And that's something that really doesn't exist in today's marketplace, which makes our job difficult sometimes.
0: Yes, where we have to carry the load. Right. Right. And we did. I mean, that was a, I I picked that place because Colwell Banker was an option. They had good training and Killer Williams was an option and they had good training, but Kind of the individual boutique situation with ERA at that time was something that had attracted me from the corporate world where I had come from and you the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, I walked in there one day wearing a full suit and I think they couldn't believe I'd walked in wearing a full suit. (laughs) But I had been on other job interviews. It was 2007. I mean, you know, it was... Oh, yeah, I was
1: wearing pantyhose still
0: in summer. (laughs) (laughs) It was a deep recession. I mean, it was hard to get hired. There was plenty of my customers who who I had worked with, who wanted to hire me, but they couldn't because there was no hiring going on. And so it wasn't True. allowed. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I went through November and December and, um, you know, and I didn't get a job. And then I was like, well, I'm going to take the real estate test. My brother had entered the real estate business in Washington after Napster had crushed the distribution business of music in the mid Atlantic region.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Napster ended the whole distribution arm of Sony records.
1: Oh, is that what his original career was also? Yes. Yeah,
0: that was what he did. He worked, he was a college rep at uh, NC State and um, he uh, worked with bands and did work with A&R people and he worked with record stores. Wow! <laughs> I mean, and they did in-person meetings with Eddie Vedder and you know all the people um, who were big in that time in the '90s. And uh,
1: awesome! And, That's uh, a dream job. Uh,
0: it was fantastic. Nine Thirty Club every every other night at the Nine Thirty Club, Cats Cradle, all the Washington D.C. clubs and stuff. And it was a, a ton of fun, and it was great. And you know, I saw Rage Against the Machine on Halloween, and it was just just tons of fun stuff happened during that time. And then right. Napster. Put all the music on the internet and everybody could download it. Yes. And all music started coming to people in that method in, you know, what was that 2000,
1: 1999? Was that the year?
0: Well, we started, so when we started, we started in 2007. He started five years before 2002.
1: He was your inspiration for getting well, right. into the real estate. Yeah, because
0: he had no no job, <laughs> he got in the real estate business. I had no job. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll be a realtor too. <laughs> Also, I didn't make any money. I wasn't making any money because I didn't have a job. And then we entered in 2007 in the heart of the short sale.
1: Phew. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I made (laughs) $2,500. In the whole year? The whole year.
1: You know, it's funny. I was um, training or, you know, just uh, helping someone who's new to the business recently. And they were, um, maybe had been working things for about a month or so and were discouraged. And they didn't have a client. And I said... Okay, let me just tell you. When I started, I worked from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. because you were obligated to do office hours. I worked an open house every Sunday for nine months before I had my first contract. So I don't want to hear your whining just yet.
0: It's tough. (laughs) It's tough. You know, you sort of need a spouse or savings or something to live on.
1: Right, or in today's world, to be on a team where they're going to give you leads. Right,
0: and, and yeah. Ross recommended that, and he joined the Tom Murphy team of nice. Caldwell Banker in Foggy Bottom, <laughs> Foggy bottom. <laughs> as a part of Virginia D.C. area. Nice, and um, I, I did not join a team, and I, you know, and, and yeah. a team is a good way, but but the brokers that we went to had a training program where you were with their group. Right, you were there six months before me. Yes. You were six months ahead of me.
1: I don't remember that, but that's a nice memory.
0: Yeah. And I asked you questions. <laughs> Hopefully like, I had the answer. Oh, you did. You were very nice. You I might have made answers. it up. Well, that would have been okay because <laughs> I wouldn't have known the difference. And um, then we had Keith. Yes. Keith would show us how to find stuff in the tax record and in the MLS. and And go know.
1: over the scripts. And if you did not get those right, you had to go home and practice some more. <laughs> Right,
0: <laughs> and that was pretty good because I was—I didn't mind selling. I had eighteen years of experience selling when I came in that place. Really, so I had talked to a lot of people about selling, and you know, and had done a lot of selling. So
1: that's an interesting point, though, because I had zero experience selling, and if mm. I think of myself as a salesperson, that's a tricky spot for me because I don't love being a salesperson. And so I'm satisfied in my career knowing that I'm a relationship person matching people and meeting their needs. So mm-hmm. I recognize because volume is sales and I, I like to pay attention to what my sales volume is. But when I think of myself in general, sales, I don't know about that. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting dichotomy of your background and mine, which is service.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, no, I, I, um, I think the thing that I liked about the sales part of it is that, you know, when I was successful at sales in the last business, I only got paid once a month Hmm. and I liked the idea of every time I made a sale, I could get paid.
1: Yeah. That's a great thing.
0: I was like, that's pretty good. Yes. I could get paid five times a month. I could get paid 10 times a month, whatever, as many times as I made a sale, I would get paid.
1: And what I like about it is the harder you work, the more you benefit. And that's not very often you can have a career where that works out. You know, corporate America, I'm listening to some of my friends and uh, corporate America is a tough place to be right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, I don't know what's the right word. Uh, You get put in that bucket for salary bonuses and things like that, no matter your commitment to your job and how many hours you've been working or whatever. So, mm-hmm. we're pretty fortunate that you yeah. know the effort we put in definitely reaps a reward back to us.
0: It's true. And you know, but I do feel like we paid the price.
1: Oh, for sure. We paid the price.
0: For the first year. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and really really for the first two or three years. I mean, you know, it took yes, 3 lots. years for me to make as much money as I had been making in corporate business.
1: Yes, I would say probably if I were to look back, that would be the case for me too.
0: It was 2000 and then like 50,000 and then like a hundred thousand.
1: Well, you probably did better than me.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean, I mean, the wife was definitely asking a question about, are we sure this is what we want to do?
1: (laughs) Right. For sure.
0: (laughs) And I said, yeah, I, I I think this is is fun. And she's like, well, that's not really what's important here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, who's said, buying the
1: groceries <laughs> right
0: right right i said i i know but i think i think something good's going to happen mm-hmm. you know and uh and, and it has i mean it's been fantastic
1: i think we're both very fortunate to be friends you know certainly on some level we are in competition with each other but i don't see it that way and i think we're pretty fortunate to have our relationship where we can toggle information off of each other ideas problems solutions to help each other be better at what we do. So right. I'm very appreciative of that.
0: Oh, and, and I am too. And we've had that conversation. Everybody doesn't know that we've had that conversation, but we have. and, and, you know, now they do. Right. Now <laughs> they do. That's right. Cause the 10 people that if you are uh, listening, <laughs> right. The 10 people that are actually listening, you know, they're like, wow, that's, you know, that's something. And, and all realtors are in competition. Yes. And, you know, cause we, don't have any limitations or boundaries. Many franchises and distribution businesses have like, well, this is your uh, area or your region where you're allowed to sell these products. And this is your area. You know, there's no there there there's no restrictions and there's 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 barely a barrier to entry. You have to have graduated from high school. I I mean maybe you don't even have to graduate from oh we have to graduate from high school and you have to pass the test to get your real estate license. But you can take that test three, four, five, six times. And some people <laughs> Ten do. Ten even. Ten. I yes. mean, you know.
1: Tell you pass it. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as your bank account can afford it. <laughs>
0: right. Right. And, um, and you know, and you don't have to be nice to people that are your clients. I mean, we know people and we know agents who never actually expect to ever get another piece of business from their client.
1: Well, Yes, but that is certainly not how we do business, I think. Not too. at all. It's not a very good way to operate either.
0: No, but if that's a contrast. That's an actual real living contrast is that some agents clearly treat their clients like they never actually intend to do any business with them again.
1: That is true.
0: Yes. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate for them. Fortunate for us.
0: Yes, because all of our business is referral business. Yes. I mean, I mean, I advertise. You advertise. We put stuff out there to let people know we're still here and doing great. Um, but you know, if, if we had to find all new clients all the time, well, I'd be—that's a tough road. Yes. <laughs> and we did that.
1: We did do that. Yes.
0: In 2007.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> the worst time <laughs> to try to find people.
0: I mean, that was 15 years ago. That's hard to believe.
1: Uh. It's hard and not hard. At the same time.
0: Well, this has been a great first podcast and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, having a good time with us. Um, we're hoping to see many more of you and hear what you think about what we're doing. And uh, I'm very happy to have Julie helping me do this. And anyway, look forward to episode two.
1: If you enjoyed this, click like. And listen to us again.
0: That's right. All right. Thanks.